What's up, Familia? This is the Uncanny Dayspring. And I am the bullseye that doesn't want to fight today's guest, who usually does Daredevil, Latverian Lad. Latverian Lad. Though, who is our guest today? Because I am fanning out over our guests. We have one of the most prolific, one of the most amazing. You might know him as the flipping Spider-Man, the best Daredevil, Caleb Weeks. Let's go. Ooh, let's go. I love that intro. <laughs> Hey guys, How you doing Caleb, today, Caleb. Thank you for having me. Awesome, man. I just want to say thanks for got for having me on the podcast. Uh, big fan of Laverian Lad and that bullseye you just came out with last earlier last year was amazing. Um, and it's actually it's hard to, to tell that, that that was you because normally I always see you with the Cyclops goggles on or you know a mask on. So it's kind of like it's cool to see the man behind the mask. Oh, you know, awesome. Thanks. I had actually I was at. Um... Megacon, which is one of the cons here in London the other day, and this guy, this photographer who, who usually does the cons here in the UK, and he like hands me his, his card, I'm like, oh yeah, no, you, you just posted me the other day as Cyclops, he's like, oh yeah, I don't recognize you whatsoever, I was like, oh yeah, um, sometimes with the math, it's, yeah, easy to be incognito. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> Caleb, though, come on, you are like a cosplay icon. Like, I feel that before I even did Power of X, before I had any any indication that I wanted to be a podcaster, I was seeing photos of your Spider-Man out there. It's just like next level. You look incredible. Oh, thank you so much. Um, yeah, I, I definitely started with Spidey and um, just kind of branched out from there. Spidey is just such a fun character, you know, and... I uh, have the ability to do a couple flips, you know, so I was like, hey, how how can I do this and do flips and be lively? And so I, I hit San Diego Comic-Con uh, in 2019 and I just haven't looked back since. It's It's been awesome. And, and uh, honestly, thank you so much for uh, saying that the encouragement always means a lot. And um, hearing the, you know, people recognizing the hard work that you put into these costumes just is what it's all about to me, you know, a part of it, you know, so I really appreciate that. The flips that you do, sorry, we, we, we were discussing this before. How did you learn to do all these things, these, these crazy acrobatics? Were you like a gymnast as, a, as like a kid? So I'm actually self-taught. So uh, my whole life, I had a trampoline and, you know, I would live on that thing during the day. Like <laughs> just doing flips all day. Um, got to the point where I was finally able to learn how to do like backflips. And I could always do like, you know, really high intensity styled like uh, cartwheels and front handsprings. And so I finally learned how to do like backhand springs. And then um, that just grew, you know, uh, I did break both my arms a couple of times doing some flips off the trampoline. And that's that's why, you know, I, I do like to call myself the real life daredevil because I do some crazy tricks. I mean, now that I'm 30, we, we've kind of calmed down a little bit because you, you learn, <laughs> ooh, I don't want to, <laughs> you know, the body can't take that beating like it used to. That's for sure, you know. I'm sorry. Talk to me when you're 40, bro. Talk to me when you're 40, and that can't your body can't take those beatings the way it used to. Wait, Paul, are you 40? Yeah. Well, I have a great dermatologist. Don't worry. The same dermatologist that Pamka oh, Johnson uses, I have. That's actually insane. You look great. I did, yeah. I would have and I have the best aesthetic nurse. My fiance actually does that. So, you know, we get a little little sun, sun, little sprinkle. That's little what little Paul means by dermatology. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I figured. I I knew. You know. <laughs> Wait, I I, I want to pull on the thread really quickly because my husband um grew up training for the Olympics. He was a gymnast. And he went through a lot of trial and error. For me, it's wild to me that you're telling me right now that all you needed was a trampoline in the background and you self-taught yourself all of your like amazing feats that you do. 
Yeah, I mean, I just was homeschooled as a kid, so we had extra time. I've always been a very like hyper kid, and it was just the best way for me to to burn off like burn calories, you know, get some energy out. I will say I didn't do as many flips back when I was like younger uh, on the ground. You know, I would just do like maybe one to three backhand springs. But as I started cosplaying Spidey, you know, they, there gets like a point where like, oh, we've seen him do one backhand spring. We've seen him do 10 backhand springs. How many can he do, you know? And you're just trying to make content that people will, you know, engage with that. They'll be like, wow, that was really cool. And so, um, you know, I was like, all right, how many can I do? You know, and so I, I sent it and I think there's like one video of me hitting like 17 with the Spidey suit on, uh, like back, just backhand springs in a row. But like, you know, like it, it's always about just kind of like taking it to the next level and seeing what you can, you can do, you know? So I always like to, to push the boundary as far as I can go, you know? This is where I had a trampoline growing up that I had for years and years and I can't even touch my toes. So like, this is, this is triggering to find out that, you know, having the same resources, you can do a million backhand springs and yeah, I can't even <laughs> bend over forwards. So I didn't even know what a trampoline was growing up. I grew up down here in Miami, man. We didn't, we had chancletas, we had croquetas. We did not have trampolines. It's wild to me that you guys had that growing up. Yeah. We trampoline life was the best life. And uh, I, I still hit it after. <laughs> I mean, we're getting so stuck on this trampoline, but I am telling you that's how I learned everything, you know, and, and just the ability to fail and keep trying, you know, like it, the backflip for me was, it took me a really long time to learn on the trampoline. And then once I got that a de decent amount of time to learn on the ground, but once you learn it, you know, you, you got that skill and, you can progress, you know, and I'm, I'm honestly like just your average guy. I don't do like crazy amounts of flips. I just can do a lot of them, but I can't do like 360 like stylized or like double, you know, there's some people out there that truly do like mind blowing tricks. Um, but you know, I, I do a decent amount, you know, get by, you know, it looks cool in the Spidey suit. So <laughs> definitely. Add and did you like, cause you, you kind of started, I think, you know, getting, or I guess your prominence doing Spider-Man. Did you did you connect with another character, and then you're like, oh, I can do flips. I'll I'll merge it together. Or were you like, oh, I can do flips, and Spider Man's a very acrobatic character, so let me start with him. <laughs> you kind of nailed it on the head. I'm actually <laughs> I'm actually not that big of a Spidey fan. So, <gasps> scandal, um, scandal, yeah, yeah. scandalous. You know, um, and the reason I just wanted to do Spidey is I just I. I, I before I started cosplaying Spidey, I've always been Team Batman, and um, I love Daredevil. Uh, the kind of darker, more grounded, realistic characters that don't need a ton of powers. Now, that doesn't mean I, I didn't love Spidey. I've read a ton of Spidey comics. I used to love drawing Spidey growing up. Um, but I was going to Comic-Con 2019. I had enough money to buy one suit, and I was like, I want to the screen accurate one you know like so it was like the homecoming suit and i got in like really good shape and i'm telling you guys now i was doing i was so hyper back then i was like 25 give or take 20, 26 maybe and i was doing like probably like 50 flips a day like you know sets and stuff at the gym before and after workouts um so that i could just like be spider-man at the event and the event just went amazing it was like was such a great experience for me and i feel like um uh, there was one point where like they're like who are you or something i was like it's spider-man in real life and i like <laughs> hit like some flips and made a video and like i mean i was just like not even a cosplayer at the time i was 
truly just trying to grow my online fitness uh, community. And I was doing like personal training, um, online coaching for that. And so I was like, I just want to get a following um, doing this. Let me see what I can do at Comic-Con. And I went from like a thousand followers to like 4,000 on Instagram. And then TikTok was just coming out. And Gary Vaynerchuk, if you guys know who that was, was talking about, um, oh, TikTok's the next big thing. And like, you need to hop in this now, you know? And like, I mean, I was like, all right, you know, I'll, I'll post a video on there. I just posted it and I forgot about it, you know? And um, then I just scroll on Instagram one day and, and uh, I see Gary B talking about oh, TikTok, TikTok this. So I opened up my TikTok and I had like a hundred and like fifty thousand views on the video and like like five thousand followers, like more than my Instagram. And you're like, oh well, I'm putting all this effort into the Instagram. Let me just transfer that to the TikTok, you know? And so um that's kind of where I feel like the name Spider Man in real life came from was just like that one time I said it and then I just like kind of just went with it. You know, I was like, Hey, this seem they they seem to be like liking this. So let me just keep doing it here let me get another spidey suit you know <laughs> wait i have to pull on the thread are you a big gary v fan I, i'm not he was he was my uh, when I, once upon a time i used to work in book publishing he was my author oh i i don't think gary v is like i'm not hating on gary v i think he's he's definitely <laughs> given me a lot of great advice and stuff but yeah. i'm not sitting here like i i, I don't really like see yeah. Gary v that much or anything this was like a like four years back when he was like everyone knew gary v was you know what I yeah mean? like yeah a few and, and I feel like when he had a book deal <laughs> when he had the book deal and then also just kind of like i feel like um since then um coming up in like the the social media wave i feel like it's just changed a lot you know because it's gotten Agreed. so oversaturated with gary v was probably like one of the innovators of like that kind of like online kind of coach guy that gives you the advice of the stuff you need to do but nowadays you know you scroll two reels down and it's some other new guy that's doing it. So we just become so um, accustomed to names and stuff. I don't think we really uh, associate or care as much as we used to. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, that's actually a very true point. makes any sense. No, it makes perfect sense. Um, Wait, so you've been cosplaying since 2019? Kind of. You know, I, I started in 2012. At, okay. Um, just this <laughs> terrible Robin costume that I still own. <laughs> and I will always hold and I'll always cherish because it had been through some time with me. Wait, tell um, us about the Robin and... costume. Let's hear all about it. Which tell version? You, tell you about the Robin costume. Let's, let's hear that first you know, time. I would love to. Go dive in. <laughs> so this is 2012, you know, and eBay is all you can really find for cosplay. There, I don't even know if Instagram, maybe Instagram exists, but like, it's not like that, right? Right? There's not really influencers or anything. And Robin has always just been like my favorite character just because I resonate with Robin the most. And I always wanted to, you know, cosplay as Robin. So I found this cheap suit from China, this like Zentai Zone style suit and got like like a bat, like a black tactical belt, had this like stiff leather mask. And um, luckily I, I, I wore it. I put it on. I was like so nervous because like it was at like some small phoenix con it wasn't even like the big phoenix con and i'm just like oh i don't see like anyone dressing up here like gosh am i gonna be like the only person like wearing this like goofy outfit you know because <laughs> it was like kind of funny looking you know and i just spent it i was like i'm just gonna go and i had a great time i met a bunch of like other like cosplayers there's a bunch of people in there and it's like oh this is a great great i really enjoyed this and then um i left for the military and so i went to a comic con when i was in virginia but it just like, uh, 
I lived a lot of the time that I was in the military, I lived on the ship, which is basically like, like a prison rack. <laughs> like you have like a, this little like bunk thing that you like put up and it's like, you know, the size of like a, less than a twin size bed. Right. And like, you have that little area and like another rack. So like, there was no way I would ever cosplay. And also like going off the ship with that stuff. It just, you know, it just, I was just in a different world, you know, yeah. back then. Um, so I just didn't really ever do it. And then I, um, got out, moved back to Arizona for a little bit, then to San Diego. And, um, one of my friends was in the military still, they were able to give me a, a pass. And, uh, that was 2018. And by that point, you know, we put on a little, a little bit of size, but so the Robin suit fit actually, like I was a superhero instead of like, just like this little, like teeny kid, you know, wearing it. And I got like a, another mask and, um, so I got to wear that that suit for San Diego Con in night or eighteen, and then I was like, oh, I had so much fun. I was like, I want to go in actually like a new suit or like something like I put some effort into the following year, and so that's when I went as Spidey and whatnot. So, <laughs> so what is it about? So saying Robin was always like, I guess the one you're you're here at the beginning. What is it about him? Because usually people gravitate towards Batman as like the main hero. What was it about Robin that that kind of had the pull for you? Yeah, so I mean, I was always Batman at the start, right? We all, and I feel like that kind of came from um, just growing up and watching like the animated series, and like you know, they were just bombarding us with the toys from those two movies, oh, the yes. Batman Forever and Batman Returns or Batman and Robin. Like, I mean, literally, it's there's like like they like the DC like they were like, Hey, we want toys out of these movies. And so I was growing up in that era and um, I just really gravitated towards Batman. Like I just always thought, it's so corny, but I like always thought that I was going to become Batman. <laughs> I remember at one point, um, well, we you kind of have hiking and, you know, in a way, <laughs> in, a, in a, like a fun cosplay way. Right. Um, but we used to do like a lot of like free repelling. So I used to be really afraid of heights and I was like seven or eight. Like up on the mountain, you just have to like let go and, and slide down, right? Like t 30 feet up. I'm like, well, you know, if I'm ever gonna be Batman, I was like, I can't be afraid of these heights. Like, I gotta, like, Batman's not afraid of heights. I just sent it down and like, I get a little easy on heights, but like, I feel like I ever since then, I just was like a moment where I just like, yeah, I'm not gonna be afraid. Um, but again, I'm not answering your question <laughs> about Robin. I just grew up reading the Batman comics a lot and then. Robin was starting to get introduced. I think it was like, I started reading a lot of the ones with like Tim Drake Robin. And that was like the Robin I was growing up with as a kid. And I really resonated with that Robin, you know, our boy. Yes, <laughs> we love Tim very and much here. Tim, he is, he's, a, he's a, one of the best, honestly. And um, so I, I think I liked the idea of like being the sidekick to Batman, you know, in a way. Like, you know, you're not like Batman, right? Because Batman's kind of like the the mean like brooding character that's been through like the crazy trauma where he's just like always in a bad mood but you're like you know he's like on it you know what i mean whereas like robin's just like the laid-back kid that's like kind of like fighting crime but like just taking orders from batman you know hanging out with batman and i was like i i feel like part of that resonated to me um and then i also like kind of created my own entire um storyline around like the tim drake robin and um it was basically like punisher meets like robin right so it's like batman gets killed and like five years later there's like a whole villain i made up like this the, all these concept drawings like you can kind of see some of them here oh man that's awesome 
And so those are all like my original concepts. Um, and I just was like obsessed with the idea of like bringing this story to life. And I actually kind of quit um, reading comics whenever they introduced the, uh, who's his name? Um, Damien Wayne. And I've, I've gone back and I've read all those ones, but I was just like, I felt like they kind of did our boy Tim dirty in like the series. I feel like they just kind of forgot about him in a way, like for a few years. And they were like, okay, well, let's, certainly just did. On, let's just focus on Damien. <laughs> and I just wasn't liking the, the direction really. So I, I, I just didn't connect with Damien's Robin compared to like how I did with like Dick Grayson and Tim Drake. And um, I've gone back and read those comics. I still think they're good, but I'm not like the biggest fan of Damien. I never am going to like Damien, you know? <laughs> did you, what was that run a couple years ago that they were doing in detective comics where it was like Clayface, Batwoman, Tim Drake, and uh, Stephanie Brown and it was, they did our boy Tim so well in that. And he like died, air quotes, in that. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm forgetting because it's been a couple of years since I read it. But I remember thinking, first of all, I'm a huge Stephanie Brown fan here. So the fact yeah. that you are talking about Tim Drake, I'm like, bro, you have like a, a free pass to be on the podcast whenever you want. Because <laughs> I think Tim sort of gets forgotten in the shuffle of someone like Dick and then someone like yep. Damien as well, right? Then somewhere in the middle you have you have Tim and Tim is such a great character, such a smart character that really brings more Robin to the Robin role than some of the other characters cuz Dick eventually graduates to becoming mm -hmm. Nightwing and Damien is sort of, you know, a little he's a nepo baby. He gets a Robin mantle because his dad is Batman. You know, and Stephanie, as much as we love Stephanie, doesn't really get recognized for her role. Oh, she got, she got eyes quick, you know. <laughs> she did. Oh, man. But I, I like her better as spoiler and Batgirl, though. So it works out there. I, personally, I think the spoiler is the best, you know? Like, yeah. just go. Oh, and we need to see, I need to see someone do like a just an insane spoiler costume. That would be so cool. You know? are, are there spoiler cosplayers out there? I, I've seen a lot of the, the Batgirl Stephanie Brown. I think I've seen a couple Batgirl Stephanie Browns, but I don't think I've ever seen like an actual full-on spoiler costume with that one mask and the hood over it. That would, <laughs> that would seem like it, so know? great. <laughs> and since we're talking about Robin cosplays, I'm really excited uh, to share that I'm doing uh, Robin Year One, which was like the Tim Drake all-red costume with like the yeah. fins. Oh, um, chef's kiss. So I, yeah, I, I did. I did one version of it, um, and that came out for Dragon Con. But I had to like glue down my Daredevil emblem to the base suit, so I couldn't use it anymore for the other suit. So um, I'm really excited to announce that I'm going to be finishing up like a complete armored uh, Robin Year One suit with a whole new base suit. Um, it's going to be done in the next week. I got all the the urethane pieces today, and it just I like had here's like for example here's shows, call shows a spoiler. Oh, you want to see a little spoiler? Okay, okay. Let's see a little spoiler. Okay, so I'll grab a couple things to show you guys. Just so, so here's like the knee pads. They're super red right now because I need to weather them and like repaint and stuff. But like we got like um, the bicep armor right here. So like all this stuff is gonna get like glued down. There's like a tricep and a um, double sided tricep, the shoulder piece, and uh, I'm like really really excited for this one. Because I, I I like the one I did before, you know, I thought it was cool, yeah. but this one is just really going to be like, I think it's going to be one of my best costumes I've ever done. And so I'm just like, like, it's just getting so amped up for it. It's in, it's in the final stages. Like everything is like basically done. I'm just waiting for a couple more of the guys to ship. And then it takes a while for me to kind of um, 
go through my process of like weathering stuff down and then I have to repaint and I'm trying a couple of new processes for this one to um, get the urethane paint to stay on a little bit better, but really excited. So. Before I turn it over to Sean, I'm like, I don't know how you guys can do your cosplay builds because I'm painting my terrace today and like get halfway through it. I'm like, I am bored. I don't have the attention span for it. So I admire <laughs> what the other half of the Zoom does here because I certainly, I don't, you, Sean, when you're doing together, you're putting together your cosplay stuff, I just cannot. Oh, what's well, not, like, we'll say, I don't have the talent, like Caleb, to paint or weather or any of those things. I generally try to find things um, pre-finished and then I just, yeah, I just <laughs> you're like, like, I'll just the final them. touches. <laughs> I'll tell you this, it's really easy to weather stuff down. You know, I, if I could just show you, I'll just show you like a tip I would do, make make things to make sense. We're gonna look at this. And the first thing I'm gonna do is I'm gonna look at all these lines here, right? And then I'll go, I'll get a really thin paintbrush with black and I'll water it down. And I'll just go over all those lines. Every single line I see on here, I'll go inside of this little curb and make that all black. And then I'll get like a silver, and I'll just like really like take off almost all of it on like either my hand. I get a little like like messy. I'll just be like, <laughs> and then I'll like get, get into right it, on man. It. Like yeah, hit the seams of it. You got to get into it, you know. Yeah. Especially when you're doing so many pieces, you know, it's like I, and kind of what you were saying, Paul, where you're like, I I don't get into it. For me, I I'm like a crack tree. You know? Yeah, this is your nerd. Like, <laughs> like I get like so into it. This is where your <laughs> fandom is, though, but. You know, I, I think it's evident in the final product because you are a, a wonderful cosplayer, and you see that 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 oh, okay. attention to detail. You see that precision there. The Robin Robin question. There was one I was going to ask, which was controversially. Then, if you're going to put them in order, are you putting Tim at the top? Oh, for what? That's it. For what? Is it because asking like a question like like my personal list of like my favorites or my favorite to cosplay or like the ones I think are the, the best overall. Like, you know, okay. like, what would you say? Let's do, let's do favorite to cosplay in order and then favorite character. Okay. I'm going to go with favorite to cosplay Nightwing all day. Yeah. Your Nightwing reasons. is iconic. The suit, oh, thank you. <laughs> the suit is comfy. You don't have to wear the cape and people, they, they look, they see you in the Nightwing <laughs> too, you know, like, that's one of those characters where there's no other character other than like Batman that gets like eyes turning and people like, whoa, who is that? You know? Um, and then of course, when you're wearing the Batman suit, it's terrible. <laughs> it's so hot in that thing. So you're comfy. You can wear it all day. Um, so I have to go with uh, Dick there. And then for just character wise, I'm going to have to go with Tim. Um just because I think like he's my favorite growing up. I resonated with him the most and I, I like what he stands for. He's kind of like the detective of the group. And then I forget the third question. <laughs> that was it. It was, it, we did the strongest, it wasn't it? cosplay and character. And okay, I okay. find this lack of mention of Jason Todd from both of you really egregious <sighs> that like you talk about Tim, you talk about Dick, about Stephanie, and <laughs> no one is mentioning the best Robin which is Jason Todd. You are such a Jason Todd fan, though, Sean. Yes. <laughs> that Jason is actually the worst to cosplay. Drag him, drag him now. You can have the freshest suit, bro, and, like, nobody cares because there's, like, it's sad, man. There's so many other Jason, and I'm not hating on Jason cosplay. I'm just explaining my own experience. 
was like there's so many other red hood cosplayers like it's hard to stand out in that sea you know what i mean because like your face is covered and and then you got to wear the mask all day i i i'm working on my my version too but like i, I personally i like he is my least favorite of them to cosplay maybe it's, that's my fault for making the suit i have uncomfy <laughs> but no i think i, I, I hear you and, and like in terms of cosplaying completely agree because i did him at mcm last year and from doing cyclops to doing jason todd like you said like i didn't realize i guess how many people do him and then i showed up at the con and every two seconds i was just like oh another jason todd oh another jason todd uh, and yeah and you're right like the the amount of people that come to you when i let's say when i do cyclops versus jason todd i mean it's it's night and day so but but as a character i will say still top of the list I will say I relate to like if I was to say which Robin I would be, it would totally be Jason Todd. So yeah, I feel like it would be a Jason Todd too. <laughs> we all have our dark it's side. Kind of the anger that good let the hate no. flow. Oh man, you don't have any anger in you. You have such a good vibe, bro. No, I don't believe. That. I'm a nice. I am a nice guy, but also I'll bite your head off. <laughs> There's a reason I cosplay Jason and Punisher were uh, probably like my first five cosplays because yeah. I mean I'm a little bit more. Yeah, I'm a nice guy, but like, don't don't try me. Don't try your luck either. You know? <laughs> just be respectful, and like, I'll be respectful back. But you know, you I don't know about y'all, but I deal with a lot of disrespect in the comments sometimes, or people like, oh, what? What are you talking <laughs> about? What the internet is angry? I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, I, you know, somebody always never has to say. <laughs> you know how it is. So oh. you know, I'm not gonna be. Thank you for your opinion, sir. On <laughs> it. <laughs> We've talked about this endlessly on the podcast. The worst kinds of people out there are Chris Evans stands. I cannot stand Chris Evans stand. <laughs> they come after you. How they try to hack your account. Everything. I'm like, bro, I will fuck shit up here. <laughs> come on, we love Chris. Though. We Thank love Chris Evans. I love Chris Evans, but I don't like the Chris <laughs> Evans stands. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they get a little intense. It's like, it's the just like. Star Wars fans in general, too. <laughs> oh yeah, Star Wars fans don't <laughs> fuck with them. I feel like X-Men fans are pretty chill, right? Like <laughs> no. right? Am I tripping? No. We'll send some we'll send some Jean Grey stance to your account <laughs> with this episode. That sounds like the group that would be or those psych who likes that Cyclops people, you know what I mean? <laughs> Cyclops. Cyclops is the worst. Yeah. No, we Cyclops love Cyclops. We're such big Cyclops fans here though. But wait. garbage people, man. Caleb, what are your guys' favorite X-Men? I'm sorry, I, I gotta uh, ask a quick question. We're on the X-Men podcast. Of course. Sean, do you want to kick off? Who's your favorite X-Fan? So, yeah, it's probably a, hard to pick just one. Obviously, Cyclops is top of the list. Um, I generally think, you know, he, from the comics, he's so much better than what you see in probably the, the, the yeah. cartoon version that people are more familiar with. Um, and then Colossus is probably Oh, you're a big Colossus fan. It's true. Yeah. I really, I love Jean Grey. Jean Grey's always going to epitomize what makes the X-Men special for me. I mean, she has a wonderful journey with the Phoenix, being a founding member, going dark, and she's the heart and soul of the X-Men. You know, And I was just talking about this the other day on an episode. I can remember being like, 10 years old going up to my comic book counter and seeing a photo of like dark Phoenix and being like, oh, who the fuck is that? You know? So, mm -hmm. but I love Jean gray and I love Nate gray. I, I, anything with gray in it, I'm probably going to love just for is that. that. Their, is that their son? That's their son from the age of apocalypse. 
and he has like the white strand. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I have some of those comics. I have some of those. Ah, <laughs> oh, I know it. good. So he's from the Age of Apocalypse. So he's like Cable in the six one six. He yeah. is a counterpart yep. for that. What What about you? Who's your favorite X Man? You already know, Bob. No, <laughs> I do love Wolverine. Come on, we love you know, Wolverine. Bob. We love Wolverine so much here. And, uh, and Nightcrawler. I love Nightcrawler. I always like would say if I could have any powers, it'd probably be Nightcrawler. And um, I just love that one episode. Uh, like I'm a Christian, so I thought it was kind of cool that they kind of brought in the, the oh. Christianity and and we, uh, the one we, episode with Wolverine and and uh, Nightcrawler. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Well, but so yeah, we cool. interviewed, we interviewed the Lee, we've had the Lee Waltz, who are the, you know, the showrunners for X-Men, the animated series. And we've talked specifically about Nightcrawler and that episode in particular, where they brought in a lot of his faith was very controversial even at that time, but they wanted to really showcase a hero having faith. And one of the things that I think is so beautiful from the X-Men animated series was that moment where he's talking to Mystique and Mystique pushes him out of the way and she gets shot in, you know, to defend her, mm -hmm. to defend him, excuse me. And she goes, she looks at Nightcrawler and she says prayers. And then it flashes back to her holding baby Nightcrawler about to throw him off the waterfall. But the difference with the scene is now she's crying. And that was such a wonderful lens to examine both characters. I thought it was ahead of its, that episode that you're talking about was ahead of its time. That series in general was, you know, lots of it. Some, some of it a little, little far back. You're like, <laughs> it was like, you know what I mean? Some of it you're like, dang, I got to skip this one. I'm getting real cheesy. But <laughs> most of them are so good. And I, I recently rewatched a bunch of them um, before I was cosplaying Gambit because doing my best to get that accent down and it was hard. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I, I haven't heard that accent. Wait, can you do your best uh, mon ami right now? <laughs> Oh yeah, no, I can't. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't heard it in so long, you know. Or, Fair. I just remember like there was one episode I was watching, and I just remembered like there's like five tenders like the gambit does what the gambit wants, like, you know, or he, like speaking about himself in third person. <laughs> I was like, I don't know how I'm gonna do this. Well, <laughs> I really, very good. I miss when characters would talk in third person. Storm used to talk in third person as well. She'd be like, "Storm, mistress of the elements, commands you to release that child," and you're like. This bitch is talking in third person. Like, who does that? Same with Gambit. Gambit is just like, Gambit is happy. No. I'm like, like what the fuck? Thanks for letting us know, pal. Thanks. Like, you could have just said, I'm happy. But anyways, I'm sorry, Sean. No, I was going to say, are you looking forward to X-Men 97 then coming out? Oh, that's going to be sick. I can't wait to see what they, they do with that one. Um, We got that one and we got the new Spidey freshman year. Both look like some cool series. You know, and... Your background, Daredevil, you know? Yes. Oh, I thought you talking about my background for a second. I'm like, it's you right there, Spider-Man. That background right there, that handsome <laughs> you're, guy like, you're like, that awesome shoulder. background you have. <laughs> yeah, you're like, well, this guy's really pulled himself. Wait, so, <laughs> Thanks for getting an old picture of me, too. I didn't know this was an old picture of you. I literally Googled. We're, we're doing renovations here in our Miami place. And, like, you don't want to see my background, sadly. But, wait, something that was breaking last night was that the original cast from the Netflix Daredevil is back. Are you excited that now like Daredevil, the Netflix version is going to be assimilated into the MCU? Yeah. Cause like, you know, we got the first news that it was going to be an 18 part series and it was like, yes, W, you know? And then it was like, is it going to be M rated or not? And we we're like, Oh, please goodness. You know? 
And then they were telling us it was only the first two cast members. And it was like, come on, guys. Like, they, because yeah. Foggy, come on, Foggy killed it. He was so great. And, and like, that's just like, <laughs> Foggy's just like that goofy looking face that he has, like in the comics, too. Like, yeah. I'm sorry. You can take this part out, but you know, he, he has that look in him. That guy does. I, and same and same with the Karen. She was a, an amazing cast. And then Bullseye was perfect. And I just, I hope that maybe like, you know, like in an ideal world for me, yeah, Bullseye takes, for some reason, gets Daredevil's costume again, mods it, because it looks more oh. like a Bullseye costume. Yes. And then Daredevil gets an actual like Daredevil suit. Like that would be... That would be just up my alley because I feel like his costume is so like Daredevil's OG costume is cool, but like I've seen a bunch of like fan art coming out of like the. Have you guys seen those? The no, I haven't seen that. No, no, oh. I haven't seen it. it it's real. They basically just like you know like pe people that are really good with Photoshop. Like they took off his ears and then they like use like the straps here to like make the circle on the sides and um it just looks. Oh really yeah, I have good, seen. So. I definitely. I think somebody sent it to me. Yeah, you're like ooh. I mean, yeah, I'm like, I don't need them to change the costume too much because I'm definitely not investing in redoing an updated version, that's for sure. <laughs> and that's like why you do the comic classic suits because yeah. they're timeless, you know? And and I feel like no matter what they do, it's going to be hard for them to make a suit like that, that looks as timeless as the one you got, you know, in my own opinion. I think it's like, I don't know why, like as a kid, did you, did you have, or maybe you're a bit too young for the Flare Ultra cards? The Marvel. Ooh, I don't think I had those. No, no. This is where no. Paul and I date ourselves. I know. Oh, yeah. kid, you missed out. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. You're yeah. the worst childhood ever. Thank you. Uh, let me talk to you about. Yeah. Let me talk to you about 1993 for like five hours. <laughs> Bro, I was born in 93, so yeah. I, I know I you're you're my brother's time. age. You're my brother's age. Um, yeah. <laughs> this was the 94 Fleer Ultra Marvel Universe Marvel masterpiece, like that entire era of cards chef's kiss yeah. but where you were but, going but i guess my point is like i remember being like a kid and collecting them and obviously not having all the comics of every character so you're kind of discovering characters and i was obsessed with bullseye there was something about his costume that i just thought was like the coolest villain costume i'd ever seen and i mean since that day i've just been a huge bullseye stand so the thought that he might be in the new show with a more comic accurate costume is one of my hopes Wait, can I ask yeah. both of you guys, since you guys are huge Daredevil Bullseye fans, what did you think of the original movie with Ben Affleck and Colin Farrell and Jennifer Garner? I didn't hate it, but I'm not <laughs> I'm not the diehard stan you guys are for for Daredevil. I and I love Daredevil very much, but I, I feel it's more sacred for you guys. <laughs> it was a bit disappointing. <laughs> but come on, we all know like the wake me up scene. That was that went hard. <laughs> With the Evanescence Listen, song. any movie that has Evanescence scoring its montage, you're not going to win this argument, Caleb. I'm sorry. I, how do I mute you for that? How do I mute you for that? Wait, you liked that? You didn't like it? Is what you're saying? I didn't only like it. I loved it. I bought the CD I was, the I'm, next I'm day. I too. I, I was like, <laughs> someone wake me up inside. Like, like they, I loved it. That was perfect. It was hidden. But I just feel like their issue with that one was like they focused too much on the wires because I watched like the, all the behind the yeah. scenes stuff and That's making fair. these like elaborate fights to kind of 
mirror the Spider-Man movie because I feel like they, they were like, oh, the Spider-Man movie, people like that one. We'll make this one just like it. Whereas yeah. like they should have just gone with a more simplistic approach, you know, instead of like Daredevil jumping like five buildings. Like, come on, guys. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, I just felt like um, certain certain parts just were lacking in typical villain, one one dimensional villains. You know, yeah, not a lot I mean, of depth it- to them. Colin Farrell was very much a, a mustache twirling, kind of like how Moira yeah. is in the comics now, just very one-dimensional. That is very that listen, it's not by any means a good or perfect movie. But yeah, you know, at a certain we we've talked about this before, Sean, where it's like at a certain point in your history, your brain is not fully developed and you just absorb something for what it is, not looking at it critically. And that, unfortunately for me, was the the Daredevil movie. But the Netflix series is by far my favorite. Yeah, and I, I look back, I mean, I think the movie, you kind of look back with the same fondness that you have the Fantastic Four movies, right? The original, like, oh, they're not God. great. They're not as thought through as the modern day um, Marvel projects. But, you know, I didn't hate it when it came out. I thought it was entertaining. I mean, I think Bullseye was kind of crap in it. But other than that, it was, you know, it was a fine movie at its time. Hold up, though. We gotta ask. I didn't connect Caleb, with though. the suit either, though. <laughs> oh, you did connect with connect with too. suit, and and I, I actually kind of hated Ben Affleck after that for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I was pissed, bro. And then, like you know, they dropped that image of him in the Batman suit. I was like, "Come on, man!" I was pissed. Wow, you do actually have a lot of Ben Affleck in your yeah. fandom with Batman and Daredevil. Yeah, have I ever done any? Snyderverse or Snyder? No, I'm good. <laughs> but I will say, like, I actually like feel like I liked Ben Affleck a lot more as an actor after even Batman vs Superman. I thought he did a really good job. So I'm not trying to shit on him. I just was pretty disappointed in the Daredevil. I was like, oh, it just didn't feel like Matt Murdock to me. I just thought the casting was he need he needs to be like Ryan Gosling, bro. Like Ryan Gosling drive more quiet and more just kind of like soft-spoken in a way you know yeah like i feel like that is more daredevil than like the kind of cocky chad that ben affleck was kind of portraying him as you know i don't, I don't know personally no i i agree i well, i 100 agree with you but my, my my thoughts went to the what are your thoughts on charlie cox do you like charlie cox yeah i think he's good you know um he definitely grew on me a lot i personally wasn't like the like I don't think he's bad, right? I'm not, I just think that there's people that could probably do a little bit better. I don't know, you know, I'm not trying to hate. I like, like I said, I think that the person casting for it would be like Ryan Gosling. Yeah. I think Ryan Gosling would be great Um, too. And I think that Charlie Cox during the Netflix show was really good, but he's like getting a little older now, you know? And like, I'm not like, it's just their own fault for taking so long to like take some initiative with the series. Um, And I'm not at all like, giving him any flack like i think he did did an amazing job as matt murdoch and definitely as daredevil um i just uh i will say there's i feel like there's just could have been maybe like somebody i don't want to say it <laughs> i don't want to don't say like there could have been someone better i don't because like, i feel like he did an amazing job like, yeah. he truly did like a 10 out of 10 um the acting was amazing there's never like one scene where you're like questioning matt murdoch or daredevil and he's playing like a blind person too you know so yeah um i don't want to like it's just the fandom being like me being a little bit picky, um, you know, because I, 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 I feel like a little bit of that, too, is I always get compared to Charlie Cox, like people like really. Always, 
Yeah, that that, or like there was like this one post that like one of those like accounts put, put up like my um first champion suit, and they were like, "Oh, this needs to be the Daredevil suit." And there's like, I got torn apart in the comments, oh. like thousand comments, thousands of likes on comments. Like, this suit sucks. This is why you can't. And I'm like, bro, this is a comic style suit. Like, I'm not telling anyone this wasn't me that put this up, you know. Or like just, and then people like be like, "Oh, we need to put Charlie in his costume." Or and I'm like, I mean, Charlie's cool, but like, I mean, I feel like I look more like a comic accurate Daredevil than Charlie Cox does, you know, personally. And so, so wait, can, <laughs> I mean, can I ask, were you at yeah. LA Comic Con? You were at LA Comic Con. Yeah, yeah, I was. So I saw you briefly. I didn't know it was you, but I was walking with Lenore Zan, who is the voice of Rogue. We were doing our panel, and I saw yeah. you. And I saw you in the Daredevil costume, and I, I went like, oh my god, look at that cosplay right there. And we pointed at you, and we agreed you look like you stepped out of the comics. But it wasn't until Thank I you. we went into the room, and I sat down, I was like, I don't know many Daredevil cosplayers. It was that Caleb Weeks. <laughs> it literally was the slowest thing in like my head. It's like Homer Simpson with like the monkeys like going in his brain. I was like, wait a minute, I think and then I didn't see you again. So but yes. It's overstimulation. I, I remember seeing you too though. I feel like I said like hello to you or and maybe, wow. I don't know. If you did, I don't remember. But right? I, was pro- so I probably went to a bar and, and I was probably drunk. I was like, yes, and I walked away. So, <laughs> but I did see you. I, d- I do remember seeing your cosplay and then sitting down right before we be- we began our panel. And I was like, oh shit, that was Caleb. I should have snagged some content for you with you. But um, your cosplay, I mean, it truly is. I mean, it is. Thank it you. looks like you walked out of a comic book, like the background was- right here for for Sean. Yeah, it's so Daredevil. We love it. And let's hope he gets a better suit. I think, like, honestly, once Charlie gets a better suit, too, it will make a big difference in how I view Daredevil. I just, he's been getting this, like, like, the suit isn't bad. I'm not hating on it, but it's done. It's done up, you know? And, like, he needs a, he needs a logo. Like, the one of the most signifying things of Daredevil is at least to have one of the Ds on him. And he's had that since issue number one, you know? Yeah, so absolutely right. I just... I feel like they played way too much into that single graphic novel of Frank Miller and John Romano Jr. And it's time for him to like be in the suit more. Like I don't want to see like Daredevil fighting like out of the suit much. You know, we already got two seasons of that. Like (laughs) (laughs) between the red and yellow, which one do you prefer cosplaying on? Uh, The Netflix suits or just the classics? The classics. Ooh, I mean, I gotta go with my red one because it's just like a little bit better made, you know. Like, yeah. and um, I also like both of my red suits. Um, I did a lot of custom modifications for them, and like the cow was designed for my face and stuff. So it's like they're like it's kind of more special to me, you know. Um, and the yellow was more like uh, more like to give homage back to like Tim Sell, the writer or artist of um, Daredevil Yellow. I oh, just wanted to, you know, we love Tim Sale so much. He's honestly like his books with Jeff Loeb are some of my favorites and kind of like what really got me my love for the comics so much, you know? Well, um, the Spider Man, so Spider Man to... Blue. So yes. great. I somehow got all of those issues on um, single backs too. Like, so I'm, I was like, big, big W right there. Um, For that yeah, so... right there, man. That is your yeah. retirement money right there. <laughs> You want to know what else I have? Let me show you this real quick. What's that, dude? Oh, my God. Look at that. Fuck, <laughs> man. Dude, 
Dude, 35 bucks for a board against that. I found this a couple years ago. Oh. I, like, I need that. <laughs> You're like, I'm taking that. Thank you so much, bro. That is that is your retirement <laughs> money right there with Tim Sale. Hey, maybe we'll see. We'll see. Oh, because he passed away too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's we'll also see, just yeah, so, so, such well done. There, there's this moment yeah. I've talked about it. This is so I'm historically a Gwen Stacy fan, but where I will support the Spider Man and Mary Jane relationship was that scene in Spider Man Blue where Peter is like really upset and he looks at MJ and he's like, just go, MJ. You just want to go party. You don't understand what it means to be grieving. And MJ is holding the door open. She shuts it. She turns around and she looks at Peter and she's like, no. I'm going to stay with you. I mean, that is a beautiful scene. And it's not just Jeff Loeb's writing. It's Tim Sale's art for that. That's gorgeous. That just beautiful watercolor that he does. is just Ugh. so amazing. It's, it's haunting. It's so like unique and cartoonish, but also has like very realistic elements to it that are just so unique. It's like one of a kind artist. Wait, Caleb, do you know this? Did he do Robin year one, Tim Sale? No, he didn't. He didn't. Okay. Why no. Why am I thinking year one, Tim Sale? You're thinking, uh, you're thinking maybe Dark Victory. Oh, he did Dark maybe. Victory, and then he also did Long Halloween. It's his comic for Robin was Dark Victory, which was like the second part of the Long Halloween. There you go. Um, That's where I'm at. Oh, yeah. Long Halloween. That's I, I'm, I'm crossing these stories because I probably read them at the right. same time, but yeah, Long Halloween. It's a, it's a good story, definitely. So you saw the at LA Comic Con, what do you've got coming up, Caleb? Any uh, planning to go to WonderCon? Any of the cons coming up in the Yard, West no. Coast, East Coast? Are Are you guys going to go to any East Coast or West Coast cons? Um, I'm Sorry. doing I'm doing MegaCon this weekend. Oh, nice. and then I'm doing. Well, I think we're doing WonderCon. I'm I yeah. I think we're almost there with Wonder. We pitched yeah. a couple panels and press. But yeah, I, I've heard good things about MegaCon. Yeah, no, it's great, dude. It's right here. It's three hours from Miami. Um, it's huge. I would compare it to New York Comic Con. Have you you've been to New York Comic Con before? I haven't yet either. That's one of those ones I want to go to as well. Okay, so you're coming this year. So we're gonna pitch a panel to New York Comic Con. We'll put in press, we'll do whatever, and we'll get you to New York Comic Con. But it's sort of that vein. It's not as big as San Diego, but it's certainly it's a very cosplay friendly yeah. con. I mean, there's a lot of so. space for cons there. I um well I Cosplayers, you know I, I hope to see you guys at WonderCon because I'll be there. Let's go! Yeah, <laughs> wait. I feel like WonderCon is true. Would you say WonderCon because everybody says it's for cosplayers? It's definitely that and DragonCon are the two that people kind of hold so, up. Those are the two best ones, with without a doubt. DragonCon and WonderCon. Um, I personally like DragonCon the most. I like to party. I get down, you know, I'll be out till like 3, 4 a.m. if I can. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, welcome I to the down. club. And so that's why I don't like, I don't like LA as much because I feel like it's like, you're done with the con. It's like, let's get to safety because of all the crazy homes people. <laughs> Personally, it's sketch down there. Dude, um, like post-pandemic, I don't know what the fuck happened to LA, but post-pandemic, it is not land. safe like yeah, at all, man. Safe. And um, especially I just don't want to have a target on my back and being in costume and stuff. I had one dude trying to fight me. Literally, I was in my Batman suit and like a crazy homeless person yelling at me, called like you like yelling at me. I was like, What is this guy doing? You know, and then I finally, because I had my titanium billy clubs in the car, I got out of my my friend's car because <laughs> we were about to leave. 
And I grabbed my clubs and I would start like to get out of the car because I was gonna like beat this dude's ass because I was like, all right, let's let, what's up then? Oh, <laughs> with that you, big old bulky Batman suit. But on. you were Batman. Like, what kind of fucker tries to pick a fight with Batman? Like, <laughs> I didn't have the mask on, so I looked kind of oh. funny, but like still, like I looked massive in that one. It was like, well, um, it was like my biggest one. I'm like, what is this guy doing right now? But it's just mm-hmm. typical LA energy, like so. Uh, WonderCon is really fun. I think if you're gonna do a West Coast con, definitely do WonderCon. I wouldn't recommend. Unfortunately, I I loved San Diego con, but it's definitely kind of fallen off the last couple of years. You know, I agree like, with you I, on that. I, agree. I don't think you should be paying money to go to San Diego con. Um, the cosplays are weak, and there's not enough cosplayers, but there's so many people. So like, if you're wearing a somewhat decent costume, it's like bombardment. You know, like, and, you know, I love stopping game pictures, but when you can't move for, like, 10, 15 minutes and it's just, like, nonstop, it's like, get me out of here. <laughs> so, WonderCon has a great variety of cosplayers. Um, I'm definitely debuting uh, a Flash suit that I've been working on for over a year now. Hopefully, we'll have it all finished in time. But if not, my, I have a lot of different suits I can <laughs> I can wear. I'm not, like, you know, like, it's like, oh, great, I'll just wear something else, you know? um but i'm really excited for that one and then i'm doing cosplay world con in richmond virginia i got invited as a guest to that which is really cool oh, that's awesome, out. and then i'm do yeah really excited i always i haven't really gotten invited as a guest to too many places just yet um so it always means a lot to me to be invited and they're actually like paying for me to go out not just like hey we'll get you a free 60 dollar pass buddy <laughs> <laughs> hey you know? i am so stingy with that sean knows this like i will not attend a con unless we get like a press pass oh or something God. like that i literally will stop an entire trip because it means something man like we work hard on all of the endeavors we do in our geek geekdom i get i've given them a lot of free publicity i don't i don't think i even tagged la con this year but i mean last year my post got like 52,000 likes on it and they never reposted it never get invited never you know so you're just kind of like all right but i just won't tag y'all <laughs> you know, like they, they, yeah. they don't pay me to be there so i see you know it's like all right fine um but and then i got those cons and then i'm doing um hopefully dragon con but i'm also getting married this year so um, oh congratulations thank ah. you thanks guys so we're getting married in October, so it's right around that time this Dragon Con. So just hopefully I'm able to make everything work. Um, but if not, like I I won't miss another Dragon Con after because it was just such a great experience. Okay, in comic book terms, though, how would you describe your fiance? Is she a Stephanie Brown? Is she a Mary Jane? Is she an Electra? Like, how would you describe her? I can show you. Oh, she's oh. a black ass. She's a Felicia Hardy. Yeah. <laughs> that is the right yeah, answer, yeah. man. That is the right she's answer. She's a cat lady. She loves yeah. her cats. So she she's got she's a crazy cat lady with three cats. <laughs> so next up, I gotta get her a Catwoman suit. That's the next plan of action, but she doesn't really care about the cosplay stuff. So it's like, oh, yeah, I was gonna say, does she just humor you? And she's just like, sure, I'll do this for a picture, but don't make me go to your nerd shit. Like, on oh the my weekend. god, but no, she's chill. She's gone to like San Diego Con with me a couple times, but it's not really her thing, you know. So yeah. I, we respect each other's hobbies. And personally, I kind of like to just do it myself with my pals so I can kind of like just be in my zone and you know, because <laughs> I kind of like to turn on the character. Like whenever I'm in cosplay, I kind of like to to carry it out, you know. So like if I'm wearing the Wolverine suit, I'm gonna be like acting like Wolverine all day, messing with people, like grunting at people, like sniffing people, like you know. 
<laughs> just getting into the zone. So like, it's kind of hard to do that with like your fiance sometimes, you know, because you feel a little crazy. <laughs> we, we, what's her What's her favorite cosplay that you've done? Was it like her favorite where she's here? Like, oh, I love that like suit. No, nah, she doesn't really care. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. She sounds so cool. I just like I don't care. She's like, do what you need to do. Yeah, of her going, put the nerd shit into your bedroom. I don't want in the rest of the house. Like, well, your Paul, your your Paul's like that, Sean. (laughs) Right? Your Sean. That's your Paul's like, no, don't put that nerd shit around here. Basically, I've got the same as you. It's like my partner doesn't care, not into anything Marvel, DC whatsoever. So he's like. Oh, you go have fun at your con. Like, I don't know what you do with your nerd shit. And yeah, we keep it quite separate. This whole designated room for all my stuff. So I, none of this is going out on display in the living room. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, Jeff and I, Jeff, my husband, it, it's complete opposite. He's a big old nerd as well. And we try to expand our nerd shit wherever we want to. But do you know, do you know Luigi, Luigi, Super Luigi X? He's a cosplayer. Is that a cosplayer? Oh, I don't know if I've heard of him. But he's a cosplayer. So he has his beautiful house in LA. And when we were talking on an episode, um, we were talking about how we contain all of our nerd stuff to just one space. He has that all over the house. And it's like, again, a beautiful house. And he has that shit like a museum. And I'm like, wow, that is actually kind of the dream to have people walk in and be like, look at my statue of Wolverine. Look at my statue of Jean Grey right here. You know what I mean? I would love because like I have one mannequin in the corner here. We got Mando. Oh, look at Mando. Love to have like 10 mannequins with like all my different suits on it. Like there'd definitely be Arkham Knight, you know, one of my nicest Spidey suits. Like I would just, And and I actually do know who you're talking about. He has a mustache. Yes. Yes. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> no, he doesn't. I love that Paul's like, yes. And I'm like, no. It's a confused yes. I'm like, yeah. I don't know his Dang, facial hair status. Like, right. we'll, we'll send it to you later. Don't worry yeah. about it. I'm pretty uh, sure. I'm pretty sure. And he's like, he's, he has a lot of followers on social media. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, would know him. Yeah, you yeah. would know him. Yeah, yeah. We'll yeah, send no, you a photo of him. He, yeah, he does cool. Robin. He does yeah. like a, a classic Robin. He does uh, a classic Robin, yep. What, what else does he do? I'm like, classic Robin is where I'm like grasping at right now. Um, <laughs> That's all that came to his mind, you know? <laughs> but, so, with Batman, though, going back to your cosplay, what yeah. is your favorite version of Batman out there? Across all movies, yeah. comics, everything. You had to pick one definitive look for Batman. Me, no. <laughs> <laughs> that BDE, bring it. We love yeah. that. Um, I mean, I do think I have one of the coolest Batman designs. This new all black suit I just kind of finished, but um, I is that the one you love... just posted? Did you just post? Yeah, that yeah, one? the one I just okay. posted yeah, today looks... or yesterday. Okay. That shit looks clean, but you know, Arkham Knight. There's no place for me to put this, so it just like fades somewhere. Well, I love the Arkham Knight Batman suit. And it's just an absolute dream that I even own one of these things. Um, yeah. But I got I got to go with Arkham Knight, which, God, which remember when that suit was just like, <laughs> it's oh. like all like motorizing on, and you're like, damn son, where'd you find this? <laughs> I, really, I love that. But um, <laughs> live action, I got to go with Christian Bell Dark Knight suit. Oh, I love um, that. Yeah. I just functionality and just um. 
I don't know. I just thought it would look so cool when it first came out. You know, I remember like scouring the internet for like photos, like the close up pictures of it back, back before you could even really find any, you know, like you would like really have to like look to find those photos and just being like, Oh, this dude is so cool. It's like chain metal underneath it. You know, I just thought it looked really cool. What about you guys? What's your favorite? Hmm. I think I like the classic, like gray and blue from the comics. Yeah. I, I think that's where I would, gravitate towards mentally mm -hmm. well kind of a neil adams style yeah yeah now you said it and i'll go like the 60s batman and i'm like no that is definitely not <laughs> adam west are you an adam west stan sean yeah, no um i mean the show's hilarious actually if, you watch the show, if, if you've ever watched a show in modern day you realize like how of its time it is yeah, um it's extremely it campy fly. yeah um I don't know. Which is my favorite? I think I quite like the one you said, the, like the dark with the blue. Um, I also want to throw in like Frank Miller too. I think it's a very great hyper yes. stylized. And I like when Frank quietly did um, Dick Grayson as Batman. I know that's I did probably... Too. Yes. I was going to say, I think that's contentious because Damien was there. But I thought yeah. the, the design was nice. I, I was okay with the design. The two gauntlet sides? Yeah. Yeah, the two. I thought that was really cool, and just the boots on them, and just I love. I'm a lo big fan of Frank Wiley's art. Um, that's what got me to read those all because he did all the covers for them. So I was like, I need to read them all. <laughs> Wait, so have you read Grant Morrison and Frank Wiley's new X Men? Um, it's it's still an old series where they wear the um X jacket with like, yeah yeah, yeah the those. black leather I yeah was, it's so yeah. It, that hyper stuff. Frank Wiley, and he also did All Star Superman, has this mm -hmm. way. Of just drawing characters in suits, so I, I love it, it so much. It, is he your favorite comic book artist? Steve McNiven is probably my favorite, but uh, Frank Quietly has got to be in top five. You know, I really just loved um, Brian Boland and Steve McNiven's really clean line work because um, I'm also an artist too. You know, you saw I took a lot of inspiration from probably Steve McNiven. Um, but also, I got to put in um, Tim Sell up there, Frank Quietly, and then Lieber Maggio. He doesn't do as much stuff, but like when he does it, it's just the best, best looking Batman suits. He mainly just does like covers and stuff. Uh, what about you guys? Who would you say one of your favorites is? Mm, I, 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 I like Steve McNiven during Civil War. That's the last time I sort of can remember. Um, yeah, an issue when, when Spider Man like what unmasked himself. Um, my favorite artist, oh man, that's like asking who your favorite kid yeah. is. I'm Do trying you know, to remember. Mark Silvestri. Mark Silvestri for sure. Mark Silvestri. I love, especially thinking of the new X Men he did, Here Comes Tomorrow. My, one of my favorites, you know, stories for the X Men. So Mark Silvestri, I think, is always going to be a safe bet for Oh, Joe Mad. Even... Joe Mad. Onslaught era. Joe Mad. Age of Apocalypse. Yeah. Onslaught. Joe Mad. Sorry. Sean. Jim Lee too. Come on, guys. You guys are X Men fans. How are you guys oh. saying OG Jim Lee? Oh, yeah. I, I, well, I love I Jim Lee. <laughs> yeah, but... I'm trying to go for the not obvious answer for an X Men podcast. Right, and yeah. I'm trying to Google who it was the name's escaping me. It was. Do you remember the Silver Surfer series in the '90s? And he did the run from I think issue 22 to the '70s. And I'm trying to figure out. I'm trying to remember who it was. I don't suppose I even remember by heart. 
Um, but Jim Lee, Jim Lee was like, while you Google that, Sean, Jim Lee was a herald for like a different vibe of X-Men books. And we've talked mm -hmm. to a lot of people about the influence that Jim Lee has had on them, specifically like David Nakayama, which is at that point in fandom, art like that just never existed. And, and I agree with that wholeheartedly. But if I had to pick like favorites, you know, it would be Joe Matt. It would be Mark Svestri. It would also be Rob Liefeld. I like Rob Liefeld so much. I'm still going to be a suck. I like when it comes to art, I like hyper style quite a bit. I mean, I, I've, I've learned this horribly about myself that I, I lean more into style over substance when it comes to art, where I think someone like Frank Quitely probably can like really draw both style and substance. Definitely. I forgot to mention, come on, if you're a Daredevil fan, no. Alex Maleev, dude, he is the This is true. Because his, oh. his art, bro, like, look at this. I just opened up the page. Like, yeah. this art oh, is my God. so cool, man. It's so, like, I, I don't even know how to explain it. It just looks so clean. Like, there's one, one part where he's fighting Bullseye in this series. It's just really, really good. I just love these. These panels are so, so clean, honestly. Those are so gorgeous. Gorgeous. Did you find, Sean, did you find? No, you know, my Googling skills, it just keeps, I went on the wiki, I started speed reading, and it just talks about who wrote it, and I can't find. I have the trade somewhere here. I could look for it, but I'll spare. All right, so Caleb, wait. So we're talking about, like, comic book artists. We have to know who's your favorite comic book writer out there. Oh, favorite that's another one of those questions back to you where it's hard to answer for a singular oh, favorite i know um i i really love mark millar's stuff yes big yeah. fan of uh you know like kick-ass and he and he's just i'm, I'm i can't even remember i i see nemesis here in my room but i'm like no that's not what it is that's like <laughs> but like wanted he did like wanted he did like um did a lot of really good series i'm just trying to think um, I also got to go with um, Jeff Loeb, too. I think that his storytelling is just um, really, like, grounded, and it brings you back to the characters, right, and the character arcs and the development amongst the characters comparative to, like, um, most other writers where they're kind of, like, going through a story, right, and they're, like, there's, like, actions that are happening through the story, whereas I feel like the story is the characters with Jeff Loeb, you know? And, and even, like, a series, like, you know, we, we brought up a lot, like, the Spider-Man Blue and, like, all those um, colored series, but yeah. even more so, like, the Batman series that he works on, he really dives deep into um, the Bruce Wayne psyche, like, what Bruce Wayne is thinking um, with Batman Hush, right? Where, you know, you're, you're really getting, like, a different perspective, and I always really, really liked... Um, you know, what he would talk about was always really good to me. I So it makes so much sense that Loeb would be your favorite writer, one of your favorite writers, because one, he helmed the Daredevil series for Netflix, A. Um, B, he has this wonderful issue with Superboy and Tim Drake, and it's where Superboy dies, and it's sort of a homage to Sam Loeb, his son, who died of cancer. And the entire issue is about like Clark befriending a little boy with cancer. And it's so beautiful. Loeb is one of those writers 
that just nails everything. I think everything he does. Mm -hmm. He also created Nate Gray. So he has, he, I stalked him at Megacon. I tried to get an interview with him at Megacon. I couldn't get to him because of course it's fucking Jeff Loeb. Like the line is out the door for him. I mean, if you wanted brownie points in this podcast, Caleb, by giving that answer, the creator of uh, Dayspring's favorite character, I think that was the number one way to do it. That's it. You don't understand. Now we're like, we we are Caleb, like, stands till we die now. And and I I like Mark Miller quite a bit, too. He did um, Ultimate X-Men. And I know Ultimate X-Men is sort of contentious with some X-Men readers. But I think when you think of Ultimate X-Men, those first few arcs, we're talking this was a world before Wikipedia. So there was no entry point for new readers. Something like Ultimate X-Men, the Tomorrow People, was actually extremely accessible. And the art with like David Finch, I believe David Finch was the artist for it. It was a great pairing. And Mark Mark Miller, like again, is one of the Civil War Two. Yeah. Civil War Two. You're absolutely we, we, right. We forgot about Civil War. That was like one of the best comic series ever, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Civil War era. Was so like what was was that like the early two thousands, right? I'm trying to remember the two thousand eight. Oh yeah, so not two thousand eight. Yeah, um, and speaking of Spider Man, I remember everything. seeing it everywhere, like you yeah. know, the Civil War, like and just being like, you, you remember actually, like they were really advertising that series. I don't think feel like they do that anymore. Yeah. No, they, no like, Joe Casado like, was on NPR. That was unheard of. Joe Casado was editor in chief, like was on NPR to talk about civil war. It, at the time, it did not happen. Sorry, Sean, I cut you off. Yeah, I was gonna say like that era, the like the the I guess early noughties. Well, I call it early, two thousand eight to like two thousand twelve. All those miniseries I found were so good, and mm. I, I mean, I might say contentious, like of a higher quality than what we're getting in kind of Marvel books these days. But it was like. You know, um, you know, Avengers disassembled. There was the Civil War. There was Secret Invasion. Dark Death Rain, of Captain which, America. The which one? Death of Death Captain, Captain America. America. Oh yeah, yeah, that was epic. Yeah. Although, although the resolution for that time bullets, I remember reading oh, that yeah. at my desk at work <laughs> and being like, it. "Oh, destroy my comic book on the floor." Yeah. <laughs> I I just get done with like the dying and coming back to life. Like, oh, when is he coming back? You know. <laughs> Caleb, quick question for you, because you mentioned earlier in our episode right now that, you know, you post something, the internet reacts a certain way. What, how do you manage cosplaying, putting yourself out there, knowing that we live in the internet, social Mm -hmm. media in 2024, where if you post something, people are like, oh, is this an orange? Well, why do you hate apples so much? How do you sort of navigate and you're like, I have nothing against apples. I'm just not talking about yeah. it. How do you navigate all that noise and vitriol on the internet? As Honestly, a my page is normally pretty chill. Like nobody ever really comes on my page like talking crap or anything. I mean, there is of course some haters or people, you know, and um, you know, you just kind of I get so much. I, I'm really lucky to have most of my following that support and like encourage my cosplays, you know. So that encourages me to want to keep doing it. Um, like I was saying with the, the thing earlier with the, the born again too, that's on a different person's page. So it's like, you can't expect their following to be respectful yeah. as they are with mine. You know, I feel like in life, everything is all about like a give and a take. Right. So if I'm coming out and I'm being a positive influence and encouraging others, cause I do, I really do try to, if I notice like a account that's making some cool stuff and they, 
and I hit their page and it says follow back, I will follow them back almost all the time because I, I remember back when I first started, like it meant a lot when somebody that I looked up to followed me or like somebody was encouraged me in the comments or, you know, sounded off or gave a little bit of advice on how to help people out. And so I feel like um, that is like a, a big part of my love for cosplay is creating a strong community um, of like-minded people. And honestly, I don't have time for it anymore. If, if, if people are going to, after like a couple comments I get of negativity, I'm just going to block you because yeah. I, I don't need you here. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm doing it here without you, buddy. And like, it's it, it, more than anything, I think people always have like something to say, like if my belt's crooked or, you know, and like stuff like that happens. And I've, I feel like I've been doing this for a few years now where it's like, I just roll with it. I don't take it too serious. I don't care that much. And at the end of the day, like I'm just a cosplayer. That's just a normal person like everyone else. I'm not a superhero. <laughs> you know, I'm not really Spider-Man in real life. I'm just a regular guy that like just loves to bring these characters to life. And I feel like, if I can convey that to my audience, then, uh, and help build them up, help encourage them to do what they love, then, you know, that's a win-win for me, so. And do you feel, I guess, kind of the flip side of things, because you have a massive following, you must get so many DMs every day of just, you know, like, I'm thinking, you know, I don't even have a fraction of the following you do, and, and get on my cosplay quite a few more messages than I get on my personal Instagram account. How do you deal or keep up with that? Or do you just, I guess, are you at a level now where you're just like, you know what? I don't have time to answer all the, the DMs that I get. Yeah, I, I don't really respond that much. And I, and I mean, I, I hope that my friends understand that. Like, you know, it's it's hard to keep up with, especially if I make a post and, you know, like 20 people share it, then all the people that I didn't respond to before is going to be below that. And like, you know, it's just, I, I don't owe, I, I truly believe like you don't owe anyone anything, you know? And like, I feel like nowadays so many people are just kind of like giving me these compliments because they want some validation from me, you know? And I can sense it immediately. You know what I mean? Like, give me some attention, you know, I'll tell you you're, you're look nice, but give me some attention. And yeah. I just like, don't have time for those type of people. You know what I mean? Especially like with what you're saying, I get a lot of messages every day. Um, and that's, and, and that's not any hate to any of those people. It's just been, so many circumstances where I felt like, you know, they're just trying to, to talk to you. We, I don't know. It's, it's, it's hard to put in words, you know? Yeah. Um, but I just like keep it moving. And I mean, I don't respond that much. Like, like at the end of the day, like if you're not paying me or, you know, we're not building something, I can't sit here and respond to your messages all day. Like I have a job, I have school, I have responsibilities, you know, I, I, like I have a personal life and like, you have an you know, IRL. I, yeah. yeah, exactly. I don't really need to to get anything off the internet. Like I have a great life without the, this this thing that I've built, you know? And so um, most people understand that. And I, and I do do my best to respond back to people that are like asking questions or whatever, you know, it might take me a little bit of time, but um, I just hate when people have that, like, you owe, you owe me to respond back to me, you know, kind of mentality. You know, I, I, I get that a lot. It gets a little bit of a chip on the shoulder, but but I try to just focus on the positive and not like the negatives in people, you know? But we, we've talked about parasocial relationships before, you know, we, people have on the internet. And I think a lot of people, you know, to to their credit, because your cosplay is so good, because you're so public facing, they probably don't see Caleb, a human who has to go to work, who has to go to school, ha has to plan a wedding. They, they don't see that aspect. They just assume you're IRL Spider-Man and you're hopping from building to building. You're web-slinging. And 
and that's kind of hard for to to sort of have when you're on the other end of that and try to navigate that because again i'm sure it's overwhelming with with dms that come in yeah. and y- who can keep up with anything like that that you can't at all mm-hmm. and it's just what's what's the point like i mean if you're inviting me to like do something or like be a part of something like i'm here for that but if you're just trying to like fish out a compliment or something back or yeah. something yeah. back to you i just like don't care how they <laughs> unfortunately you know i'm just i'm gonna keep it moving I'll, I'll be nice all right so we know you've done an epic wolverine from the x-men universe yes. if you had to cosplay or maybe you have one that maybe you're already working on who knows uh if you had to do another X-Men, who would you want to cosplay as? Well, I am finishing up my Wolverine. So just getting it with the armored pieces here, new gauntlets, um, and a bigger belt. So I'm really excited for that. Uh, if I was to do another one, I think it would probably be Cyclops. Oh, he's coming for your chance. Yeah, he's coming, he's coming for my gig. I'm going to just retire. This, and maybe he goes Cyclops. I am retiring my suit forever. And You're going to be unemployed. But- You'll be in the unemployment line. No, 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 no. no. I just feel like I wanted to do um, the version where he has a visor, but then he has like the blue strip here, you know? So it's like, but his hair is out of the top. So it's like the blue thing here, the visor, and it connects all the way down to the suit um, with, of course, like the belt and pouches. I think that would be really cool. But there, there, there was kind of like a thought to do that this year, like earlier last year. But with all the other kind of like projects um, I'm already kind of working on and stuff. Uh, and I, I already have like a couple, like I got like Gambit and the other one. I'm just like, oh, you know, maybe maybe some time down the road. I'll I'll make that. And it's just not like a big priority, you know. All right. Good. <laughs> Keep yeah, delaying that as long as you want to delay that cycle. Okay. Yeah. No, dude, don't even don't even worry about me. Like it won't happen for years probably. <laughs> <laughs> Caleb. You you have such wonderful energy. You have such a wonderful presence. And when I see your cosplay, it's just again, it's so you you can feel the dedication. So my my our final question for you today would be: How would you sum up your cosplay? How would you sum up all the work you do and everything you put out there? Yeah, um, I would sum it up as just having the the mind for art. You know, like I'm an artist first. Like before anything, like this right here is not me. I drew that based off of Liber Maggio's art. But I love to draw and I love to paint. And so getting to bring and translate like my ideas and bring them to life um, is just like really special to me, you know, and it just means a lot to me. I love doing it. I love like creating these things and like something new that no- has never been done, right? Like I love to like bring the, like, uh, like what would a comic book suit look like in the real world? And like, I just get a lot of like joy out of being able to do that stuff. And um, I just am grateful for, you know, my, my followers that have supported me because if without them, I, I wouldn't have the drive and like the umph or like, keep going, pal, you know, that they give me. And so um, I'm just keep grateful going, for pal. like, <laughs> <Got> you <laughs> <on the back. laughs> you're doing run, all right. Boys, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just grateful for like the community of people that, that are around me that, that like you guys, like that, like the comments truly encourage me and lift me up and make me feel like I'm, I'm doing something in the right direction, you know? So I appreciate it so much. Well, I got to tell you, you're, you're, you're friends with 
one of our good friends of the podcast, Jason Nerdalert, and you guys did the video at DragonCon where you stole his Mkron crystal. And coincidentally, that was something that sort of happened in the anime series, and we posted that. And so many people were just like, happy to see that out there you know what i mean yeah and it, it's just i i think when and sean and i were talking about this earlier today the world sucks right now and mm. you know what makes me happy lurking logging onto my nerd account and seeing stuff like that like gambit stealing the mcron crystal from eric the red seeing shauna cyclops posting a, a, a cover that was revealed today because real world is really tough right now and this escapism is just it means a lot to people it's a lifeline for people mm -hmm. and you you and your talent contribute so much to a lot of joy on the internet and, and i love to be able to to give back you know because i feel like i just have a lot of happiness and to be able to encourage to build up and to be a part of a community of people that you know need that escape is just so fun for me and i'm just grateful for 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 being able to be at the place that i'm at now you know and just um being humble and and you know just coming out with an attitude of love towards others and not a competition you know like even though sometimes the ego in you is like oh i want you to be the best you know but like at the end of the day like that's when i'm un most unhappy i would rather just be like hey we're all in this together like let's just encourage and build each other up you know and and those are like the moments where you know it all comes together and it all it's like that ding in your head and it all makes sense you know John, any more questions you want to ask? I was going to say, uh, where can people find you? But I think it's going to be an obvious one because I would imagine most people already follow you. But yeah, tell, tell us where we can find you, Caleb. <laughs> All right. Well, you guys can find me on mainly Instagram at Caleb C A W W. <laughs> you can find me on Instagram. <laughs> Take it from the top. Instagram Take it from the top. Well, you guys can find me on Instagram at Caleb Weeks, C-A-L-E-B-W-E-E-K-S-S. -E -E um, or you can just type in Spider-Man and you'll see a picture of some dude with a Daredevil mask or something on there. So um, if you like what you see, shoot me a follow or send me a question if you need any help with cosplay stuff. Like, I don't want to take this as like, I don't like to help people because I truly do enjoy helping um, others out. And, you know, teaching some of the skills that I've learned along the way uh, and passing that on to the future generation of cosplayers and and one word of encouragement i want to give to anyone that's new to this and wanting to get into cosplay is that there's there's always got to be a place to start you know the, the the story of the hero is never one that's beautiful at the beginning it's always tragic it always hurts they're always going through something but through that pain they are able to you know find beauty in it and grow and become the hero that they're meant to be and that's the same with you so you got to just start somewhere and finding that confidence and growing with that because uh, you'll never get better if you don't, A, try, and two, if you keep believing in yourself. So 